Where do ducks go at night? What happens if you stab a gun? All of these questions you can find the answer to on this Paranormal Life! Hey, welcome everyone! Welcome to This Paranormal Life, the comedy paranormal podcast where every week we investigate a brand new paranormal tale and come to the conclusion as professional paranormal investigators as to whether or not it is in fact true or false my name is roy powers i'm going to be your host for this week and this guy across from me is kit greer my paranormal partner in crime very glad to be here uh interesting question right off the top do you think the ducks do you think they're like up to something or something i don't know i've just never seen a duck at nighttime so yeah but i mean I haven't, I there's a lot of animals i haven't seen at nighttime i mean like i think any animal suspiciously hanging out in a street corner at nighttime if there was like you were walking home and there was like six dogs obviously up to something yeah that's pretty suspicious yeah the only thing you got to worry about ducks because look those little mother can walk swim and fly right. they've mastered all three <laughs> modes of transport they're like the military land sea air they got all bases covered the next thing is mastering nuclear arms yeah so it's it's just something to keep an eye on i don't know where they go at night and uh, i think we should all be aware of that is it north korea that's all i'm saying <laughs> who knows <laughs> well kit i'd like to welcome you and everyone listening to this episode of this paranormal life to what could possibly be one of our most interesting and terrifying investigations yet. More terrifying than the haunted Toys R Us store? Way more haunted. Double it. Triple it. More haunted than the, or more terrifying than the uh, money pit? Is there anything scarier than sinking money into a bottomless hole? This story will make you seek refuge in the money pit. This is a lot of talk, so I'm interested to see where this goes. This is a case that not only exists in the world of the paranormal, but possibly resides in the subconscious of every human on Earth. We are talking about ducks, my friend. <laughs> where do they go? This is the first time in this podcast history we're actually going to answer a question from the beginning. <laughs> from the very start. Why is no one asking this? Where the f*** do they go? Today we're not only going to be talking about sleep paralysis, but also shadow people and one entity who stands out above all the rest now i will say i do know that we have some listeners who have experienced sleep paralysis before and this is no joke uh this is a comedy podcast and it will be lighthearted. there'll be some you know jokes thrown in there but there will be some creepy storytelling so if it's something that could bother you i would say either proceed with caution or maybe skip this one out. Holy. You're giving people the disclaimer? This is the first time we've ever put a disclaimer. Usually we tell them to go f*** themselves. <laughs> this time we are have to, we're having to protect our audience for just how friggin' spooky this might be. Holy damn. Look, there's no time to dilly-dally. Let's just get into the story. Sean Green lived in Beaufort, South Carolina, and was no stranger to sleep paralysis, having experienced it many times in his life. But it wasn't the paralysis that he struggled with. It was what he saw as he lay there, unable to move. One night, Sean awoke in his bed, slowly opening his eyes to see the dark room around him. He tried to move his body, but it wouldn't respond. Unable to move, Sean flutters his eyes, glancing around the room. It's dark, but he feels like someone is watching him. In the far corner of the room, he can make out a figure, small and black, crouched down. Unable to speak or move, Sean watched in fear 
as it slowly begins to rise. Then, without warning, the figure shrieked and ran at him, grabbing him by the neck. Sean tried to scream, but nothing happens. He went on to say, Horror films don't do anything for me anymore, because what I've seen is even more terrifying. The Babadook is a puppy dog to me after what I have seen. Kit, this is the world we're going to be investigating today. Not only sleep paralysis, but the world of the shadow people. Wow, so that's what we're talking about here. That's because I haven't... I don't think we've talked at length about the shadow people before. I've heard the name, um, but that's what we're literally talking about. Some kind of person that is completely shrouded in black darkness and mystery, but is obviously out to mess people up in their sleep. Now, what's possibly even the most terrifying thing about this whole experience is that it is one of hundreds of thousands in fact, even on the official NHS website, some of the symptoms of sleep paralysis listed are, quote, no. feeling like <laughs> someone is in your room and feeling like something is pushing you down. Those are two official listed they, they side came, effects. You know that someone wrote shadow people on the list and they were like, we, we, can't, we can't publish that as the <laughs> NHS. If you, imagine if you got a cold and this, like the symptoms were like, seeing like demons <laughs> running along the like your bed at night that kind of blew me away that something like that would be on the official nhs website but it is there yeah that means it's happened to enough people that they have to let people know have you ever experienced sleep paralysis yourself i don't believe that i have not at least in, to the extent that i hear from many other people i've right. talked to colleagues even in work who, who've experienced it many many times and you hear the same thing over and over and over. It sounds so difficult to believe, but I think the worst that's happened to me is the classic, you know, not being able to to move maybe, or, you know, everyone's had, had that dream where they can't run away or can't make a sound. Well, you had a dream where a cat stole your eyes. Sure. So that's he, already... And he was a shadow, sure, but he wasn't a person, so I don't <laughs> count that. Uh, what about you? I've never experienced sleep paralysis. The closest I've ever got to seeing shadow people was I think when we were doing a charity video game marathon and I stayed up for, I believe, somewhere close to 43 hours yeah. uh, without sleep. And towards the end of the stream, in the kind of the edges of my vision, I basically, I was seeing human figures yeah. and every time you glanced, they were gone. The The other weird side effect was other people's voices were all auto-tuned. Everyone sounded like T-Pain. It was really strange. So, you know, I'd just be like playing games sitting there and my brother would just be like, Rory, I'm going to the fridge. Would you like a Coca-Cola? And you're like, you've <laughs> got to cut that out, bro. You're freaking me out. The, the shadow beings don't like it. Uh, wow. Yeah, I think I mentioned on the podcast before, I've definitely had that driving late one night, very long distance, and I saw a straight up lion, uh, a giant <laughs> one, by the way. This is borderline Simba's dad in the sky size lion. Uh, but on the ground? Or was he in the yeah, clouds? Yeah, he, oh, he, right. he was in the, in the hedges. Okay. He's like, give me your eyes. <laughs> Not What's again. What's with these cats, man? <laughs> Now, obviously, we're talking about these shadowy figures, these shadowy people, and there's two options here. I'll be honest with you. One is that these shadowy figures seen by hundreds of thousands of people are simply an illusion. It's our eyes and our brain playing tricks on us. Or, of course, option number two, that they are something real and something very paranormal. 
Today, we're going to be pursuing option two. Now, while shadow people are most commonly linked with sleep paralysis, people have reported seeing them while fully awake in their homes, in their neighborhoods, as children, as adults. Some people believe they're ghosts, others interdimensional beings. But even though they appear terrifying, and sure, sometimes scream and strangle you a little bit in your sleep, a lot of them are actually pretty chill. Are you sure? There's stories of people having experiences with shadow humans where they just stand there or okay. just kind of like watch you. They're just right. in the room. But I mean, is is a nighttime intruder ever chill? <laughs> right. Can a burglar be chill? Can a trespasser be chill? Someone who stands at the end of your bed and silently stares at you. Right. Because of the situation alone, they're already... They've already broken every every possible faux pas, social faux pas they could. It's like, what's the chillest a warlord can be? He's yeah. already pretty f***ing evil. Yeah, Genghis you know? Khan in a hammock still wasn't chill. <laughs> yeah. If Hitler went to the Bahamas and was in like a coconut bra and a hula skirt, right. he's still bad. He's not, not chill. 0% chill. You know sure. he's harassing someone at that tiki bar. I think what what people are trying to uh, explain more in this situation is it's the it's the aura, it's okay. the feeling. You know, a lot of the times um, with the bad guys, you have this kind of like this horrible presence, this tension, this mm. evil, this foreboding sense. Whereas a lot of the time, you just wake up and you're like, "Hey, what's up, man?" And, like, eh. and I know what you're gonna say, Rory. A lot of these cases take place at night. They're a byproduct of sleep paralysis. Who hasn't at some point or another thought they saw a human figure in their bedroom? Even though people say they're seeing the same thing, it could just be an optical illusion or a nightmare. Whoever that is making a lot of good points. But to you then, I say, Kit, f*** you. Because the truth is, you, you little bastard. Do you, do you know where the sentence is going? Of course I know where it's going. The truth is, Kit, that, that you know, that, that, that we, we live in a world... I feel like you With started laws. off, you, you, I think, think you just want to say f*** you and then you had to finish the thought. I knew it was going, but you asking me if I knew where it was going kind of sidelined me a bit. So now I just need to get back on track. Don't you have bit. a bunch of notes? Can you just check where you were going? Yeah, but I scrambled them up at the start. I, I freaking tripped on this cat right, on the said, way here. When you said f*** you, I saw you, you actually threw them out of the room. But the truth is, Kit, that we're not here today to talk about shadow people. We're here to talk about one specific figure. We're going to try and figure out how hundreds of people all over the world have been seeing the same man watching them. Kevin Derrick wrote, When I was about 13 years old, my parents had to leave town for a while. I assured them I could take care of myself, and if anything happens, my grandma lives two blocks down the street. They agreed and went on their ways. So I'm getting home from school one day, and I decide to kick it in my room and play some games for a while. I'm playing online for a couple hours, and I'm really getting into it. Beating on all these noobs, racking up the points. Then I hear something. Footsteps in the hallway outside my room. Not just any footsteps, but loud ones. Like someone was walking in heavy boots. Goosebumps immediately spore my entire body. My parents for sure weren't coming home for another few days, and no one has a key to the house. I made sure to lock all the doors prior to this because my mom made it a habit for me to lock up every night and morning. I hear the footsteps getting louder and closer to my room. Mind you, I had my door closed and locked at the time. 
thoughts began racing in my head. Am I being robbed? Is this a home intrusion? I grabbed my baseball bat and headed to the door. Then all of a sudden, the footsteps stopped and began slowly heading the other way. I crept open the door, and there it f***ing was. Shivers are running down my spine as I type this. I've never seen anything like it. At the end of the hallway, there was a shadowy figure, maybe seven feet tall, wearing a trench coat, boots, and a hat. No details, just an outline. A solid black shadow. It stared at me for a few seconds. At this point, I am paralyzed with fear because I know what I was looking at wasn't a person. It didn't say anything. It wasn't shocked or surprised. It was just staring back at me. It stood its ground and didn't vanish like you'd think something paranormal would do. I regained myself and jolted out of the window of my room. It's a one-story house, so he didn't like... He, he jumped? <laughs> he jumped out the window Holy of his bedroom. Moly. I called my parents to see if they were just messing with me, but they assured me they were hundreds of miles away. It might have been my mom, <laughs> for all I know. I told them what I saw, and of course they didn't believe me. They said I was having a nightmare or some stupid shit. Which is unfortunate because he's now lost any privileges. of. He begged and pleaded to be left in the house on his own. Then night one, he's like, Mom and Dad, seriously, you need to come back immediately. There is a being at the you door. Would, you would be so pissed off if you were like 15 years old. And for months you've been like, I'm a man i can take care of myself i've got a baseball bat just get the hell out of here i'll be fine for one weekend and they pack up the car driving to the horizon and then the first night a <laughs> shadow man crashes at your pad you're like you gotta be kidding me here bro you're killing me with i'm trying to game I'm, I'm i'll be honest i'm not a man i don't know what to do now kit that was a story about a very specific type of shadow human known as the hat man Wow. This figure dominates stories about shadow people to the point where there are online forums, groups, subreddits, all dedicated to talking about sightings and experiences with the tall hat man. Now, I actually genuinely believe that this episode is going to shock some of our viewers who have seen this person before and maybe thought that they were alone in this experience. I bet. In fact, I searched our inbox and we have emails about shadow people and the hat man from steven george heather <gasps> alicia humberto and many more <laughs> i deleted all those emails because i thought they were full of shit some of those emails are even first-hand witnesses with their own stories wow Crazy. i can't believe this flew under the radar for me thanks for picking this one up yeah, I was genuinely surprised that we ignored a lot of these stories. Some of them, some of the first-hand witnesses ended like, I'm in the closet right now. The footsteps are getting closer. I really need some help here, guys. I just jumped out of a first-story uh, window. And then next week, we they listen to the pod, and it's like, we're going to be talking about the frog people of Narnia. And please keep emailing, because we've got nothing but garbage. Now, as I said, while most shadow humans are usually seen for a moment or two before disappearing, the hat man often outstays his welcome. <laughs> of course. And he was welcome for about 2.5 seconds. Yeah. While shadow figures have sometimes been described as harmless, the hat man, even without doing anything, has a very different vibe. Okay. Evil, dark energy, a sense of dread and hopelessness. Those are just some of the words used to describe his presence. Interesting. Would you like to see an artist's illustration of 
the tall hat man. I would love to see that. There's not a lot to see. I'm not gonna lie. It's pretty much a black <laughs> pretty much outline. full shadow. Oh, interesting. So <laughs> I feel like you guys got the general description. We're talking full shadow, man in a trench coat, of course. The only variable was the type of hat. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I was... I guess because... Did you call him a tall hat man? Sorry, yes. Tall was more in relation to his height. Exactly. Not the size of his his enormous hat. I was picturing top hat. Uh, <laughs> right. But this is more of a... I don't know what type of hat it is. It's not a million miles away from like a Panama hat or something. Yeah, people have... Um, have used you know victorian style hat fedora as well yeah it's a it's definitely bigger than a fedora but that style general style yeah those are kind of his because look there's not a lot to see here folks no he looks like he's a redacted human (laughs) he's completely blacked out it's it's a silhouette of a guy who has a hat and is in a trench coat, allegedly. Sometimes uh, people describe him uh, as having glowing red eyes. And you mentioned, what, seven foot tall? Seven foot tall. That, that, that again, does vary. Yeah, but, um, he's always but a, definitely tall. He's a tall dude. Yeah. That's interesting, which obviously adds to the sense of foreboding. I could see why, like in our first story with a small shadow being, it's uh, slightly less threatening than a seven foot tall guy in a trench coat yeah it's kind of a tough situation because if it was a tiny little ghost or a tiny little shadow person yeah sure i do what i always do dip my butterfly knife in holy water and come at him in the night i come at him from behind yeah i'll ground pound him like mario and he's already gonna hit the trip wire that sends the yes holy water dipped shuriken across the room (laughs) of course but you know if he's a seven foot guy and i know he can at least afford a hat He's, a, he's at least pretty well put together that I feel like if I come at him, he's going to floor me. Do- Which I can't, by the way, because I'm paralyzed in my bed <laughs> like a baby. You're already floored. <laughs> now, as I said, the story that I just read you is one of thousands collected from a website called The Hat Man Project, a site dedicated to logging paranormal experiences with the hat man. Interesting. Another story from that site comes from Brittany Sirwan in 2013. The first time I saw the hat man, I was 13 years old. My best friend and I both saw him. He was standing behind a pile of wood. He was tall, dark, shadowed. He had no face. He had a hat on and a trench coat. He was just looking at us, not moving an inch. I felt such anger emanating from him. My best friend and I just stood there, not knowing what to do, as this man slowly turned and walked away from us. After a few feet, He disappeared in broad daylight as if he stepped into another dimension. A year later, while lying in my bed reading, I felt the urge to look towards my closed bedroom door, so I did. Standing there was the same man from before, gazing at me. that. It felt like he was projecting emotions onto me. Dread, sadness, all loss of hope. He stood there for what felt like forever. But then finally, he disappeared. Now at the age of 22, I have seen him two times in my apartment. Once in my living room and once in my bedroom. It was the same as before, as if he was just dropping by to remind me that evil exists. (laughs) Trying to put fear in me. Telling me that bad things can and will happen. I've seen many ghosts in my life, ever since I was a small child. I've met the angry ones, the nice ones... The ones that don't even know that they're dead. (laughs) Wow. 
which we hadn't actually come across, I think, until last week. I didn't realize that was a thing. Apparently, some ghosts don't know they're dead. Yeah, which... Look, I'm not a ghost. Maybe I am. (laughs) I don't know. That's the problem. (laughs) But I feel like there's a couple telltale signs. Sure. If you're eating food and it immediately falls out of your ass... You're either a ghost or you need to go see a doctor. But we don't know what the catering situation is in the afterlife. There may be ghost food and it may be incredibly realistic. That's true. All right, we need a new... If you can walk through walls, you're probably a ghost. You're not normal at the very least. I guess that's true. That's a pretty definitive one, I would say. Look at your hands. Can you see through your hands, sir? <laughs> I guess Half of our audience are just realizing they're ghosts I right now. I guess now that I think about it, I haven't talked to anyone in uh, 200 years. <laughs> I've only talked to you, which, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which means that we are probably both ghosts. Yeah, that makes sense. That figures. <laughs> yeah, our podcast isn't available on iTunes. People only hear it because we are in everyone's bedroom at night. <laughs> She goes on to say, and no, I'm not crazy. I know this for sure because of the time I saw the dead family in my sister's house. That doesn't explain anything, Brittany. (laughs) Of all the things I have seen and experienced, of all the angry spirits I have encountered, this man frightens me the most. I do not believe that he is just a ghost. He is something far worse. He is perhaps a demon. Mm. Now there are stories of the hat man appearing at night, During the day, as a dark silhouette with glowing red eyes, he's appeared alongside other shadow people as if they were his henchmen. And in one story, after a witness tried to get a closer look, he took off at 25 miles per hour on foot. (laughs) What? (laughs) Took off like Sonic the Hedgehog rolled away in a ball of lightning. I think it's kind of crazy that um, a lot of people have had um, paranormal experiences where they see the shadow people during sleep paralysis but a lot of the stories that i saw about the hat man really weren't to do with sleep paralysis people were seeing him like out in the wild people were seeing him in their living rooms while they were watching tv i mean that son of a bitch was just playing games (laughs) and he was walking down the hallway it's terrifying really freaks me out yeah i mean the fact that that woman uh, apparently with her friend saw him outside hiding behind a stack of wood it's like he's in places where shadows don't necessarily live yeah like i get it if it's always in your house at night if he's outside once (laughs) like he's free he is not (laughs) confined yeah a lot of the time we talk about ghosts and it's you know the same old story yeah the ghost is here because he was killed on this rock 200 years ago the hat man has a paranormal passport this mother fast travel (laughs) anywhere he wants he he has boots and they're made for walking folks this paranormal bastard will wander your halls he'll probably come up under your covers at night he's you want to go cut some wood he's behind the wood he can take the tube he can take the train planes automobiles he is the ducks of the paranormal world he can swim fly and run It's terrifying. And he loves bread. Did I mention that? He actually loves (laughs) bread. Now, one of the cool things to note is that people have had experiences with the tall hat man and shadow people all over the world. It spans almost all countries over generations. The ancient Greeks called them shades. In Korea, it's referred to as Gawi Nullum. And in Vietnamese culture, it's called Bong Day, meaning held down by a shadow. Whoa. It's kind of crazy 
that this sort of thing has been going on for so long. I mean, there's like ancient medieval paintings of people who are suffering with sleep paralysis Mm -hmm. with like a little imp. Yeah, I think I've seen those those images. Like sitting on their chest, like weighing and, them down. And I think for the people who are listening who've experienced it, if you see those images, it seems to be exactly what people today describe. So it's obviously affected humans all throughout history. But what we're talking about today is the hat man itself. I mean, do you find it strange at all that, I mean, how is this happening? How is this figure of a man transcending generations, languages, all barriers to the point where people in different parts of the world without talking to each other or being influenced by the same media or imagery are all seeing the same shadow man. It's a fascinating question and it's something that one of our accounts threw up the possibility there um, that this is, they suggested some type of demon. Um, There are of course a number of possibilities. Is this a demon? Is it a run-of-the-mill ghost? Is it, as someone suggested, some sort of interdimensional traveler? This is maybe some kind of literal being that is not of our world, but has the ability to just, like ghosts can go through walls, they can just walk through the fifth dimension from wherever they came from. Yeah. Maybe we just don't have the biological apparatus to understand what they look like, so we just see a shadow. Yeah. Granted, they still have hats. (laughs) hats are universal across every dimension (laughs) i think it's funny um because when we were talking about shadow people one of the big arguments is like possibly that your your body is in a state that it can only reach when you're basically like between your unconscious dream self yeah and but fully awake and alert and that's why we see shadow people is we're like existing between those realms for sure but with the hat man he's getting a big mac down the street you're not asleep he's there he's just chilling he's getting a big mac in vietnam and florida at the same damn time yeah i don't know if he's like is it the same guy or is he like santa he has to hit like every house one time a year he's going down the chimney with a bag of nightmares (laughs) putting them under the heads of every little child all across the world the question is reindeer you ask a demon for sure The question you posed about how is it possible that people of all cultures all over the world have seen the same thing? Eggnog, you said? Forget about it. I did not. He drinks the tears of the lost. Does Santa even like eggnog? I thought he likes milk. I don't know. He's pretty fat. I think he drinks something pretty fruity or eggy. (laughs) That's what eggnog is, right? Sorry. I feel feel like I'm interrupting the story a little bit. Um, I just want to make sure that you knew all the comparisons between him and santa claus i feel like you still have a couple more in you so do you want to just get them out of the way before we continue honestly i think i'm done okay that's great so we've got the reindeer presents okay we're good yeah sorry yeah go ahead the eggnog of course yeah um so one of the possibilities but instead of elves sorry instead of you said you were done i thought i was but i forgot about the the elves obviously instead of elves making toys right all you see is the reflection of everyone you've ever upset Sorry, instead of In- <laughs> instead of elves making toys, do the elves exist yeah. or you just see the reflection of everyone you've ever upset? Their face is like a black hole. So it sounds like you're just spitballing at this point. I don't know if this is like anyone's <laughs> opinion other than your own. This isn't necessarily part of the research part of the, the podcast. That's okay. been very much concluded. I'm kind of spitballing free flow of ideas here, yeah. which is equally important. And it um, does feel as though you've wrapped up the whole idea of 
the Santa that is actually the Shadow Man. Yeah. We've talked about all the different Yeah, aspects. yeah, yeah. No, I think we're, we're think totally we've covered done all the bases. Uh, so just further T- to the so, point. Sorry, one, one last thing, though. Tin, tin, tinsel is okay. barbed wire. That's it. I'm done. Sorry. And he comes and he wraps tinsel. around you because you're the tree and you've been cut down and you're alone in the darkness and you get wrapped in barbed wire. Sorry. Done. The tinsel is barbed wire. That's it. And the baubles. And we're the tree. And the baubles on top. Right. Bombs. What does that have to do with being a shadow being? What is it? What, what do bombs have to? Bombs exist in our dimension. You know. Are Are you done? I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. That's it. He's 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 an evil Santa, basically. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, this year has gone by so quickly. What's something that you're proud of in 2024 so far? Go. Mm, okay. Uh, well, I managed to capture a deadly cryptid and lock it in my basement. Okay. And tell me, did mm. you take time to celebrate that win? Oh, yeah, not really. Uh, I'm scared if I let my guard down, it'll escape. In life, it's important that we slow down, acknowledge our progress, and set goals that inspire us. I can't even sleep at night. I'm so scared this thing is going to break out. When it comes to finding time for ourselves and our goals... BetterHelp can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. You can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. It's time to take a moment and celebrate your wins. What if the win you're celebrating is so big, no basement can hold it? Okay, you might need to move house. But for everyone else, there is BetterHelp. Take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. The fact that people from all over the world have seen the same thing, as you very carefully illuminated, the fact that they've come from all different cultures points to maybe one possibility that, you know, Carl Jung talked about the collective unconscious. This is the idea that all humans throughout history, we've all evolved from the same something like 3000 ancient humans who lived in continental Africa. And that through the millennium of evolving as humans living off the earth in our subconscious today, we are all united by the same concepts. We all have, it's like the tarot cards that we've uh, shown on the podcast before. Yeah. All humans, regardless of race and creed, have a concept of victory, loss, pride, judgment, kings, queens, emperors, spiritual leaders. Right, right. This is the firmware of the human supercomputer and that everything to do with our daily lives and culture and what we watch on Netflix, sure, that's all the like fancy new software. But at the very base of our brain is let's face it, information about the tall shadow man. Yeah. I mean, this would be a kind of boring scientific explanation, but for some reason, this is tapping into some kind of ancient memory that all humans have pre-installed in their brain when they're born. I guess the only weird thing about it is that why does the prehistoric memory have a hat? <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of the question that... 
you know, if it is something that's just like engraved in in uh, in human beings pretty much since they existed from the dawn of time, why does it have a hat? So I have a personal story to illustrate some of this point. And this is an, a mystery that I have not yet answered. Is this, a, is this a personal paranormal story that we haven't heard on the podcast yet? It is. Wow, all right. Hey, let's do this. This is very exciting. As someone who has taken many psychedelic drugs. Absolutely. I had one experience where I I took ayahuasca. People, we might have talked about it on the podcast before. This is a, a extremely ancient South American shamanistic uh, psychedelic, which they take in healing ceremonies that sometimes last days and basically you imbibe this jungle juice and uh, in a kind of very reverential uh, fashion. And not, not to be confused with special juice, which right, of course makes, which makes baby babies shit. <laughs> poo poo. Uh, this is jungle juice. Which actually, now that I say it out loud, it does make you vomit <laughs> and shit everywhere. Um, but it most... Uh, most famously causes incredible psychedelic visions and people take this to kind of learn about themselves about the world around them and hopefully communicate with mother nature on some on some level i did this i saw through the layers of the matrix i took the red pill i journeyed from this dimension to the 11th and back again but on my travels i was upset and disturbed at one point because i was visited by a joker a jester uh, this little guy was like practically in his little um, the hat with the, the bells. He had the hat with the bells. He had the big like clown makeup. Ooh. He had the whole jester outfit, and he was delighted to see me. I was not delighted to see him. <laughs> uh, and he's boinging back and forth his head, boinging towards me like out of a cartoon. That's a real yeah. That's a real fine line. Clowns and and jesters, you know, they're they're always dancing on that precipice of being very funny and yeah. and, and nightmare fuel. And that it was really more the latter. Uh, so I experienced <laughs> he had a that gun. for he had a gun and he was pretty forceful at where he wanted <laughs> he asked me to for go. My wallet. <laughs> <laughs> it was the shaman in the ceremony <laughs> ganking my stuff. You drank tap water and he arrested <laughs> you. <laughs> I drank a glass of tap water. He beat me over the head <laughs> with a boot. <laughs> I took a- my car keys. <laughs> that little psychedelic trickster. <laughs> you drink half a cup of Red Bull and you're like, oh, I see God. <laughs> <laughs> Vomiting everywhere. Uh, oh, I shit myself. <laughs> it's like that was just water to give you before the trunk. <laughs> At some point, the jester left and I was able to enjoy the rest of my experience and have some pretty interesting revelations. I didn't think too much about the jester that I saw. Um, I thought that's a little weird, but I guess I've, you know, I grew up in the era of the 90s and the 2000s. I've seen many, many children's cartoons, movies. The jester is just a popular image, I guess. Yeah, it's got like, that I, Punch and Judy vibe it to could it. You bury know? itself into your subconscious. And then I think I was listening to the Joe Rogan experience one time. And he basically, word for word, describes my experience. He, the jester? He describes smoking DMT, which is actually the active compound within ayahuasca, and seeing the jester and it creeping him out and the jester bouncing back and forth and laughing at him. And I was like, okay, this is too weird. That he had almost the exact same 
description of what happened. I'm just going to Google for you to reenact what I did straight after listening to the Joe Rogan experience. I Googled like psychedelic jester just to see if there was anything else. I found a Reddit thread. I think it might have been exactly this Reddit thread with the following image. Oh, my God. And the Oh, the, that's so scary. The name of the thread is, does this ring any bells? This is a fairly decent representation of the jester I met. And that was posted a couple of years ago. And I am freaking out at this point that apparently not only have I and a famous podcaster uh, seen this, but it seems countless other people uh, who have also experienced these psychedelics. As you can see, Roy, there is like a plethora of depictions of these psychedelic jesters. Oh my god! I I almost encourage people to like Google it to to kind of see what we're what we're getting at here. Anyway, this is all to say that this this is obviously one of two things. Either, like I said, the concept of this jester, even though he's got a hat. is buried deep deep in the human subconscious yeah or this little bastard is an interdimensional traveler either way either option is pretty paranormal i mean either paranormal either it's a creature or an image that basically resides in every single human that can be triggered or he is a little time traveling interdimensional jester because it is it is one of the more like paranormal explanations for what goes on when people take ayahuasca, when people take DMT, is that they are not just, you know, putting a spoon in their brain and swirling it around and seeing what happens, seeing what colors they can see, but rather that you are scrubbing clean your third eye and being <laughs> able to view another dimension. Would you ever try it again? Or is it one of those like one and done sort of experiences? You know, I don't want to encourage anyone to to do it, um, but I think I probably would. People have said it best when it's it's like it's the only uh, drug in the world that makes the more you do it, the less you want to do it. Right, it's right. Like, I think I did that around probably three years ago, and then I uh, stopped drinking for <laughs> three years straight. I was scared sober. I remember, uh, forever. I remember talking to you uh, after you did it and I was like, I was like, well, was it because I have such a limited knowledge of it. I was like, was it good? I remember you saying, well, I'm not afraid to die anymore. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's good. I My guess. eyes are completely <laughs> black. I don't know. I think I'd like to try it. It's illegal, right? Is it illegal? Very. Oh, everywhere. No, you can't I, I go think somewhere. You, and to be fair, um, you can, yeah, which of course is what I did, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's it's legal in certain countries. Oh. I think like you can probably do it in like, you know, South America, Netherlands, different places. Hey, I say we just blast off, start the Zoom, <laughs> rec- record a podcast, just telling everyone what we see. Just us screaming for <laughs> 90 minutes. <laughs> So I don't know what this all says in relation to the shadow people, but I guess what I'm saying is I have experience of this shared collective vision of an unknown entity. That's pretty good. That's, you know, that's exactly the paranormal evidence that we were looking for. Another case possibly where, you know, a creature or some imagery is burned into humans across the world. You know, I've had my own experiences, equally cool. Uh, I smoked a ton of weed once and uh, ate a whole bag of Cheetos, family size, by myself. So, you know, not quite, not quite the same level of like extreme, but like I definitely, but you you know, I guess you went into yourself and you realized 
how many Cheetos you could eat. Yeah, yeah. Kind of a similar level of like realization. For, there was probably like some like medieval knight there or something as well. Just <laughs> che- cheering me on. He's like, wow, these are better than medieval food. <laughs> He's also high. <laughs> better than eating live rabbits and <laughs> drinking piss. Um, all right, look. Had some great stories there, some from our listeners that was emailed in, some from the internet, and even one from our very own professional paranormal investigator. I think it's time to come down here on some sort of conclusion uh, into, let's let's look specifically at the tall hat man. Sure. I think this is going to be an interesting conclusion because, look, at, one po- at what point is it not real? If it's something, this that... is you, age fifteen, talking to your parents. <laughs> they've they've had to come home early from their trip and unlock the house. <laughs> You're locked out. You broke both your ankles jumping out the window. I'm trying to explain to them that Edward V, the knight that's been smoking weed with me, <laughs> at what point is he not real? Because I've seen him jousting in the living room, and it's pretty. <laughs> Real to me. Don't get mad at me because he brought the weed. <laughs> this, is, this is medieval weed. He didn't give me a choice. <laughs> at what point is it not real? If it is something that has been seen by people all across the world, be it in their uh, subconscious, uh, not in the physical world, how can you argue that it's not in some form real? If that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. You. Definitely. This gets to like a deeper, more confusing point of what is real and not real. I mean, we like to come down in a yes or no, but what are we saying? If we say... Is I, love real? We say, what about that? I've never a, seen love. If we say a ghost is real, like we're not saying that you can like measure him with a thermometer or some shit or yeah. capture him with a camera necessarily. Yeah. Um, but if you can... If five people in a room all see it and all swear they saw it, that's pretty damn real. You have to start looking at the problem as as a physical person. He does not exist. But whatever this is, as an image, as an entity, as even a subconscious illusion, it is to a certain point real. Yeah, like, (laughs) I don't want us to get too squirrely, but I think what you're trying to say is, imagine we came down today and say, this isn't real. Someone is going to go to bed tonight somewhere in the world and see this bastard. Yeah. So it's real. I think it might be real. Holy moly. Look, I know that uh I know that last week was the first time possibly that we had a ghost double yes on the podcast, but it's looking like this week. I don't even know what this is. A figure, a specter, but I think for me this week it's going to be a yes. Tall Hat Man's real. I don't know what he is, if he's some kind of interdimensional being, but I think it's a yes. Double yes. Another one. Racking them up. Set off the alarm. (laughs) Smash it. Oh, my hand. (laughs) I cannot believe it, folks. Not only do we have um, two double yeses in a row, but also neither of them were alien stories. Which is, that is truly unprecedented. Which is remarkable. Are we going soft in the head from quarantine and lockdown? Maybe. Quite possibly. Very possibly. We also might be saying yes to a lot of these things because we don't want to piss them off. (laughs) Just tell them they're real and maybe they won't bother you. Hopefully nobody has any problems uh, sleeping after this episode. 
uh, even though we basically said a demon is real and he comes to you in the night. I luckily I'm one of those people that I don't I can pretty much fall asleep within 10 seconds. Yeah, that's a- every up. night. Head on pillow, gone like a light. But I mean, that doesn't like it's like a superpower. Stop the demon from visiting you, surely. That's true. That is true. In fact, if anything, that gives him a bigger window. Yeah. To 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 he, get like through, you're I'm... you're reliable. You're reli- like he knows you're gonna be asleep. He's not like waiting outside checking his watch, being like, "Is that son of a bitch still watching the office? Yeah. It's three a.m. What the f- go to sleep?" Whereas yeah. I am out eight <laughs> thirty. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening to this week's episode of This Paranormal Life. Hope you had a good time. Hope it wasn't too spooky for you. If you want to get involved in the This Paranormal Life commune slash community, you can check us out. We are on YouTube. We are on Twitter. We're on Facebook. And we are, of course, on Patreon where the show gets funded by you, the community. You can check all that stuff out. We've made it so easy for you. In fact, now they're all clickable links in the show description. So on your phone right now, I don't know what you're doing. You're probably like taking a dump or on the bus or something or taking a dump on the bus. I'm not sure what you're doing, but just load up your phone and look, it's all right there. It's all right there. You can just click any of those little buttons and it'll take you right to where you need to go. Kablam. And as I said, we don't run ads on the show at all. It's just me, Kit, and all of you out there in the paranormal nation. So any support that we get comes directly from patreon.com. You can get some sweet rewards over there like bonus episodes where we talk about the shit that is too hot, too classified, too frankly criminal and offensive to talk about in this open RSS feed. So we got to lock it down with some cash. All right. You can also get a sweet This Paranormal Life t-shirt. And on our highest tier, 1,000 pounds a month, Kit and I will visit you in the night dressed as the tall hat man. Um, you do have to provide the hat that is an additional tier uh, and the, the outfits granted and the all, all expenses paid. The trip and, Travel. and, and everything. Yeah. Also, sure. make it easy for us. You know, like leave a key under a rock or some shit because the last house we went to... There, there was a bit of a miscommunication. He said he could only do Wednesdays. We were busy Wednesdays. We just went anyway, smashed in the door, just unhinged it from the other side. Uh, his whole family were there for Thanksgiving at the time. We come in ass naked because yeah. we were under the impression he would, exa- the he would clothes. provide the clothes. And you are not very welcome, but naked at a family's Thanksgiving. Because he didn't, he had the gall to not tell his family about the, the 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 shadow people arrangement. Yeah, so his dad's just sitting there, top of the table, cutting the turkey, and I'm there in the doorway. With- and he has the gall to not offer us a slice. Unbelievable! So go on over to Patreon.com and check out all of those sweet rewards. And if you do support us on the podcast, what we like to do is give you a special little shout out. So thank you to Amanda. This is one Amanda I don't want to see. Amanda, stand at the end of your bed wearing a (laughs) trench coat and a hat. That is a dangerous man to see. (laughs) Thank you also to Jacob Papanek. If you bowed mouth, Jacob, he'll pop your neck. What? He will pop. He grabs it in his hands and squeezes like the freaking Terminator. You're gone. like a tube of yogurt pops your damn neck. Thank you also to Andy Traversa. Andy, are you a mountain? Because I want to traverse you. Which basically is a poetic way of saying that um, I'm probably going to hit you with my dirt bike. Holy. 
That's how you get up and down mountains? Yeah, of course. So just watch out, buddy. Thank you to Edward Shawcross. Edward designed something called the Shock Cross. It is a taser crossed with a crucifix designed to take down vampires. Wow. Which is a Just bit... in case the holy thing doesn't get them. Yeah, in case the holy spirit doesn't take them down. He's got old father electricity coming in with the old <laughs> second punch. Father, son, and the holy nine volts. <laughs> it's not a lot of volts. Thank you also to Helen Deacon. Helen Deacon, you are a beacon of hope in my life, which I need because, um, you know, lately things have just been like a, a ship just lost in the in the fog. Just, you know, all the other men have jumped overboard and I'm just pissed off my ass at the wheel of this bad boy. I'm borderline looking for rocks at this point. Probably just to get it jumped over overboard. With. Yeah, for sure. So thank you for being a beacon of hope. Thank you to Kai MCD. Kai is smoking that MCD oil, getting high. I don't think that's that's not the right that abbreviation. MCD just MCD? relaxes you, gets you. That's that Bob Marley shit. Gets what do you think you, that? What, do you, what does MCD stand for? Mighty Chonged Dude. <laughs> Kai is very very high. He's a mighty Chonged Dude. MC MCD oil. Can I get you high, Kai? It, it, that oil, man, it it marvelously, marvelously cranks my dong. The only thing worse than a massively <laughs> chong dude. Thank you to April Nichols. April Nichols has got the tickles, but don't tickle her or she'll die. What? Why? It's, Is that a medical? She's allergic to, it's a very, very Allergic medical, to tickles? Very, very rare medical condition. If you, if, if she so much, if so much as a feather drifted past her armpit um all every bone in her body would break instantly are you sure she's not allergic to feathers <laughs> that could be the ducks actually that it could, could be, be the ducks thank you to matthew tweddle matthew tweddle from tweddle's medals we've obviously recruited him for the paranormal commune um some of you have complained about the amount of radiation uh, emanating from the um from the what we're all calling right now unofficially the secret bunker yeah. all right we just we need to address the glowing neon elephant in the room all right and that is of course the secret bunker it's not very secret anymore granted radiation levels are gonna drop we got the metal expert coming in it's gonna be boarded up so partially because so no one can see it anymore but also to keep in some of this alleged radiation he will be wearing a hazmat suit but that does not mean that it's radioactive. No, we don't all need one. It's fine. Just him and sure. If me and Kit have one well, as well, to make him feel comfortable. Yeah. Sure. Look, I'm actually jealous. Y'all are the ones gonna get some dope ass mutant powers. All right. So You're the, the lucky it ones. Is radioactive. Yeah, of course it's radioactive. It's glowing like a rave glow stick. Thank you to Mary. Mary is one of three siblings. Mary and kill Jesus. <laughs> three little girls all born to the same freakish father and mother i don't know why you would call your second born fuck and your third kill mary got off uh you got off pretty lucky actually thank you to l of earth l of earth definitely sounds like a uh, suspicious name that an alien might give themselves right. to blend in with humans to make it really seem... You seem to be very defensive that you're from Earth. You shouldn't have to include that in your name. We already assume you're from Earth. If you have a name. 
Of course, yeah. On the Patreon account. Thank you to Cassie. Please, everyone, welcome to the commune. Cassie from Tallahassee. Welcome, welcome. A leading expert in radiation poisoning. Just coming by to just just check out the place, see what's going on, have a little chat with the locals. Um, just stick some rods in the ground. You know, usual kind of kind of stuff. Um, but she's going to be here for a little while while we sort out the uh, the bunker. So everyone just give her a Nothing warm welcome. Nothing to do with it, though. Just... She was booked to come and visit on holidays yeah. anyway. I know we, we, we've we never had a visitor before, but first time for everything. Exactly. And I said give her a, a, a warm welcome, but really, please do not touch her. Uh, don't touch anyone. Don't touch us. Just keep distance from everyone and stay in your homes. <laughs> stay in your glowing green homes. Thank you to William Coppins. William Coppins is always going to hop in. He's always going to hop in and pop in. In what, the middle of the night, so if you're driving, oh. whenever you want, you know, you just be going to bed at the middle of the night and you just hear like the window open. It's like, hey, just thought I'd pop in. Yeah, going through a, a window, an unlocked window is not popping in, I don't think. That's it's usually... a little weird. Can I rethink that one, William? Thank you to Austin Check. Austin, you better, you better Austin Check yourself before you Austin Wreck yourself. That's what he says because he's a stunt man. And he That's often wrecks himself. <laughs> he often, often wrecks himself. He rarely checks himself. But like when it gets to the point where it's like, we should really make sure that the harness is fastened. He's just gunning that motorbike yeah. down the ramp. They haven't even finished building the thing yet. So there's no altitude to it. It goes straight into the 14 buses place at the bottom. You know, they're in a fight scene. They're like, Austin, do you want to take this next roundhouse kick from Jackie Chan on your on your right side? Because uh, your left side is is broken to all shit. You, you can barely stand. It's gone. And he's like, nah, I don't check my the status of my health. And then I uh, wreck the status of my health. And then Jackie Chan took him down. Wrecked him. Thank you to Patrick Bell. A ring a ding ding. Patrick Bell got his name because uh, in the old medieval times, before bells were invented, uh, he would just stand at the top of the, um, the the clock towers and just scream every every hour. Yeah, to let people know because they didn't had like you say they hadn't worked out the sign of the bell, so it wasn't even a ring a ding ding. It was just ah! <laughs> just yelling. Yeah, and if it was like if it was twelve in the afternoon, he'd be like ah. Ah! And of course, everyone's below just being like, just say 12. Just tell, just yell the 12. We can hear you. It's a very small time. Thank you to Brendan Grange. Brendan Grange is an actor with range. This guy's never typecast. He's been everything. He's been a freaking tree. He's been a freaking bush. He's been like a little sounds, plant. Sounds like a lot of wood based natural things. Has he well, ever been a, a human person? No, not. No, he hasn't technically been a human person. But in the musical theater version of Lord of the Rings, yes, he didn't play Treebeard himself, but one of Treebeard's accomplices. Who was a bush. Who was a bush. He wasn't an Ent at all. (laughs) There was no lines for Brendan. (laughs) Thank you to Heather McMillan. Heather McMillan is making a killing. That is because she is a nuclear physicist (laughs) employed at the commune. Uh, Just... Just to check thing, check things out, you know. 
just yeah. to hang out, just see what the vibe is down here. Um, she's getting paid a lot though. She's getting paid most of the money we have because her work is very, very urgent. Ir irrelevant is what it came in to say. Very, very irrelevant her work is. Um, because there's nothing, there's nothing really... Her, her qualifications really play a very small part in the reason why she's here. She's here for, obviously, a love of the paranormal, uh, not to her years dedicated to um, containing contaminated radioactive sites. Um, that's just something that she does in her spare time, you know? I play squash. Does that come up? No. So, let's just, just everyone just drop it. Thank you to Barack Obaba. Wow, very exciting to have uh, President number 44 from the parallel planet uh, Smurf listening to the podcast. Smurf? Smurf. Planet Smurf, not Earth. Earth. Is, I have to ask. Yes? Do Smurfs live there? <laughs> no. Right, because Smurfs aren't real. I knew that. But, yeah. Uh, you know. It's just also... given the same name. It's all. pronounced Smurf. Oh. All right, so... This is a little embarrassing. You've kind of shown your hand in your knowledge of paranormal universes. Hopefully in one of those paranormal universes, there's a smart kit, you know? <laughs> so you're saying Barack, so, Barack Obama is the, is the 44th president, president on the planet Smurf. Yeah. Interesting. And you should show him some goddamn respect. Thank you, lastly but not leastly, to Jeppe Hansen Marek. If it isn't Jeppe Handsome Hansen. Ooh, Nice. Uh, pretty much the most uh, gorgeous man to ever be born on planet Smurf. Oh, that's right. I do know a little thing or two about the planet itself. Wow, I, I'm being shown up here. That is because he's the only man to be born on planet Smurf. Uh, the people that live there are not technically men or women, um, but that does make him the most handsome of the people. Oh, of all right. The, of the men who've been born there. Does that mean Barack Obama's not a man? <laughs> he's, he's actually a smurf. He's the only smurf on smurf. <laughs> they were so blown away they elected him leader of the whole planet. It's uh, pretty f***ed up actually. Because he's like, all the rest of them are like 10 feet tall. And he's, I don't know, like a little pebble. But he is a great leader. He is he's good. He's a great blue leader. So thank you so much to everyone who has supported us on Patreon.com. Once again, the links to everything that you need to find are in the podcast description. So check some of that out. And as always, we will see you again next Tuesday for a brand new Paranormal Tale. They're calling! Oh my god! Oh my god! A f***ing duck has learned to call? Shit! Hello? Boy. Oh! ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas... You will be timed. <laughs> <laughs> you will be right Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> this was like wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, but you, you were different. Like you were real different, bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. 
Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.